Hello, welcome back to another Fortnite, another episode. Mm, I'm excited. Should we, before we start this time, should we give them a little update on our life? What's because happened? Things have changed a bit. Oh yeah, of course. So did work. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> I started work, you've moved. Okay, yeah, let's yeah like we can give them an update and then get into the topic so what's been going on in your life so what's been going on with me is that i started a new job recently and it's taken her away from no, me no listen no 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 that doesn't make sense by the way because we both work the same hours so the times that we used to speak would be a friday and a saturday on a video call we'd speak every day by text but we would speak on a friday or a saturday yeah. by video call weekly so well is that true or not? Yeah. Okay. Last weekend, Correct. you moved to Riyadh. So, that's the other okay. news. I she moved to Riyadh. <laughs> she moved. So, last week when you moved, I wanted to give you time to settle in. So, you were settling. You were busy anyways. You were traveling. And then the two weekends before that, you were in Jordan and you were in a room always with your dad. Yeah. But you're right. It feels like it's been a little too long video-wise. Like, my heart... Yeah. My heart's, like... Really? We are soul sisters. That's what it is. Khalas, should we get into the topic? Let's get into it. What are we speaking about today, my soul sister? Okay. Hello. So my soul should we have called this podcast my soul sister? <gasps> no, I like her name. Oh, yeah. But it's very cute, like dear soul sister. Oh. But we're speaking about vulnerability. Yeah. Like any episode, I just got the definition up because with these commonly used words, I feel like it just gets too confusing and it's like, what are we really talking about here? So I'm just going to read off. Noor loves a good definition. I love a good definition just to clarify what we're talking Mm -hmm. about. But I'm just going to read off the definition on Google, which is vulnerability is a state of emotional exposure that comes with a certain degree of uncertainty. It involves a person's willingness to accept the emotional risk that comes from being open and willing to love and be loved. Mm-hmm. I like that. Damn. Yeah. I mean, that's a definition. Let's do like or dislike in the matter. That's facts. Aisha likes the word and what it means. I like the word and what it means. Yeah. But it's not always an easy thing, right? It's not. And like what things make you feel vulnerable? The thing is, I feel like I'm somebody who's actually quite comfortable with vulnerability. Being vulnerable. Yeah. Like I'm quite comfortable with it if it's in a... Because I I feel like it comes from my knowledge that before I say whatever it is that I'm about to say that I feel is going to make me vulnerable before I say it and after I say it, I have the same things and I am the same things. Like somebody else's opinion of me is not gonna make me less strong or more strong or less um, less of what I am or more of what I am or less whatever it may be. Like if the thing that I'm worried about being vulnerable about is them thinking that I'm not smart, for example, I'm not gonna be more smart or less mm-hmm. smart after I have that conversation with them. Do you know what I mean? Like I am what I am and whatever they, whatever they think that I think is going to make me vulnerable just doesn't it doesn't really have that much of a an effect you know what I mean like it's a perception only I I get what you mean and you are you are um someone who's very comfortable being in touch with their emotions Mm -hmm. which is something very admirable about you mashallah but there's also a few other things that I want to say about this though because I feel like it's not always it's not always there's so many aspects to it but tell us what do you think about um vulnerability and what are the things that you feel expose you so many things oh my god okay I think how I stand with vulnerability is I don't think I'm 
I'm the most comfortable with being vulnerable at all. I think I can be truly vulnerable with like two, three people max in my life, not not at the same time as in like two, three people in my life I can think of is me imagining myself being my truest vulnerable self. And even then, sometimes I'm held back. Mm-hmm. It's just something I can't help. Like growing up, I've been someone who never was expressive with my emotions at all. I'd be very much someone who would suppress their emotions. Um, like my family would even tell you recently, I was actually speaking to my dad and he was like, you've become very emotional. I'm like, I've always been emotional. I've just never showed it. But now that I've grown up, I think I feel a bit more comfortable to show that. And maybe it's actually due to living with you for like four years. <laughs> I've maybe been influenced by um, basically your fearlessness to to be emotional. And on that point, I was just watching the, a TED talk by Brene Brown and she was talking about the power of vulnerability. Brene Brown says, the reason you could avoid being vulnerable is shame and fear. Mm-hmm. which a thousand percent resonates with me. I think there, a lot of the times the reason I feel um, like I can't be vulnerable is shame and fear, fear of maybe judgment, um, of me, judgment of the things that mean the most to me. Like, for example, when we first uploaded our very first episode of Cultural Mocktail, I felt extremely vulnerable. Yeah. And I felt like, I felt a bit sick to my stomach that this is in front of, everyone and Mm -hmm. that I'm sharing it on my personal page and like people from school that maybe I've never spoken to but we follow each other on Instagram could have access to that yeah sometimes when we post something on culture mocktail that I feel like is me being vulnerable and I I obviously feel very comfortable on this podcast to be vulnerable because I'm speaking to you Uh, the thought of how many people watch after I I block it out when we're just speaking (laughs) but it's like eight people watching (laughs) (laughs) all you eight people I'm not thinking about you whilst we're recording we can't yeah so yeah sometimes when my son let's say we post a reel of me being vulnerable I don't know if you realize but I I sometimes wouldn't share on my own story Mm. on my own Nur Abu Saif story like my personal Instagram account because I would feel this is till today Mm -hmm. this is still today it's probably something I need to work on and be better with but I feel very exposed even us doing the video element of this podcast um the first time I kind of shared the first IGTV that we did shared it on my own story I felt quite vulnerable I think what makes Mm -hmm. me feel vulnerable is something that is so close to my heart so this podcast is really close to my heart you know when we had a YouTube channel in uni and then it circled because my mom exposed me Oh my god. I felt oh my god, so vulnerable. Yeah. And the reason I think I felt vulnerable is because in my YouTube and in us doing YouTube videos together, I was my truest self. And I felt yeah. like the 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 way that my mom was circulating to people who haven't seen me in that light made me feel very exposed. And yeah. vulnerability gives you that sense of exposure, that sense of letting people in but not wanting to let them in because it's so close that they know the deepest or like the most authentic part of you. What would you say are the main emotions linked with that? Is it fear? Fear. I think I think the way Brene Brown explains it when she says that it's all circulated around fear and shame is true. Like maybe being shameful to expose your most authentic self. But what's interesting is that she says that it's the gateway and the birth of joy, creativity, belonging and love. And like mm. us being vulnerable in this podcast allows creativity 
because we end up doing yeah. something that is really creative or you being vulnerable with your friends is quite is 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 kind of the birth of love and love usually even starts at two individuals being vulnerable being vulnerable yeah you were gonna tell me a point about the podcast and vulnerability guys i've never heard what aisha's about to say now she yeah. saved it for the podcast it's an exclusive i do think there are so 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 many benefits to vulnerability right and i do think that i'm the type of person that i like put myself out there mm-hmm. i do think that vulnerability is like a bridge between between you and whatever it is, like whether it's you and your, the people that are in your life, the people that are closest to you in your life, whether it's you and your dream job, like you're gonna have to be vulnerable to rejection, to like putting yourself out there and like being rejected because nobody gets what they want the first time around. Like no matter what it is that you want in life, I feel like you have to be vulnerable even with yourself. Like I think self-knowledge to be able to like understand what you want from your own life and even live on a, on a, on a life that's a higher vibration. Yeah. Um, I think you have to be vulnerable with yourself and honest with yourself to be able to even get to that, to know all the maybe lower vibrations that you need to get rid of or that you feel like they're not serving me, they don't need to be in my life. I need to I need to have this mindset and that's what's gonna help me like enjoy the intricacies of life that are beautiful and are gonna help me feel happier on my day to day, you know? I feel like I feel like you have to be vulnerable and vulnerability is a bridge to you getting the things that you want in your life. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny because when I felt very similarly about some of the episodes that we didn't, I feel like some of the episodes that we did right at the beginning, like where I felt really nervous, you felt less, and where you felt really nervous, I felt less, which was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like it meant that we wouldn't just end up scrapping an episode because we had one person that was at least being like, no, like it's good, whatever. Um, But I remember, so in my masters this year, it was very, for everyone that doesn't, know this it was very um it was very white very not diverse at all even though the uni itself was so diverse I would say like I don't feel like I really connected that much with the people there just because I guess they connected better with each other that's fine that's a natural thing that happens in life but um I noticed that when I would when see if they would ask about the podcast um when I would explain it and I would say, oh, it's about being like a cultural misfit, whatever, which I really felt in my course because of that lack of diversity. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because as I had said that to a few people, I felt like more of a cultural misfit almost. And I felt more vulnerable to it because in a sense, because of their response also to it and their energy to that, it almost made me feel like I'm telling them I don't belong. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it almost made me feel like I'm telling them like, oh, I'm I'm like a misfit in this space. That I've noticed that sometimes now when I, when somebody has asked me, oh, what's your podcast about? I've used the opening line that it's about like unpacking cultural identity for people that can't be defined by one culture as opposed to being like, oh, it's for people who are like misfits. Do you know what I mean? Do you think the word misfit gave it a negative connotation? It made me feel like I was I was setting myself up for people that already saw me as a misfit, probably. 
to like highlight that and emphasize that even more do you know what I mean yeah I think that's so interesting because yeah on the counter um me being in Egypt for the past almost year when someone who wasn't a misfit let's say fully Egyptian like I am fully Egyptian but I have the misfit experience from the places that I've lived in the cultures I've interacted with I would feel the same way and even though you would feel really yeah I told you before when what you would say about the about the word cultural misfit not specifically cultural misfit but when I tried to describe what the podcast was about I would feel oh okay I told you this before yeah, yeah, Someone yeah. I who, thought you meant about the specific word. Not the word. Misfit. They didn't even understand what the word meant. But <laughs> if I'm explaining to someone who's fully Egyptian, they're like, oh, what is this cultural mocktail thing that you're doing? I try and explain it. Um, I would feel also that, that sense of fear of vulnerability as well. Maybe it's not exactly yeah. what you're describing in that sense, but it's still that like group that completely doesn't relate to the experience and I'm trying to explain the experience to them and it just feels unwelcomed on the other hand if I'm explaining to Mm -hmm. a misfit themselves the experience I feel a lot more open it's still vulnerable because it's something that is very much in me but it's a lot easier to be vulnerable and it's a lot easier because vulnerability to me is and the, the ability to be vulnerable really depends on the reaction to be honest that i'm expecting if if yeah if i feel like i'm safe and like i not not that i feel unsafe with certain people but you know like your heart feels safe then mm. i can be vulnerable a lot more easy but i feel like that's for most people i think that whole idea of feeling vulnerable when it comes to the audience the audience like whoever the receiver of that comment or conversation is 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 literally almost like the definition of vulnerability. Like we, we're afraid that our comment is gonna be received and make us look a certain type of way that we don't feel like we wanna be viewed as, right? Yeah, I think that's quite common in, in how people like express themselves. There needs to be that receiving end that's accepting and understanding. But you know, it made me think on that note that say even reclaiming like, realizing your confidence because I think I think if last year made me realize anything I think it was a lesson that I had to learn for myself because last time I was put in this situation I probably didn't deal with it that well when I felt like I was the only one in the environment right Mm -hmm. on my placement year so I feel like last year probably had to happen for me to become truly comfortable with being that cultural misfit in the situation where you don't have somebody that's that's like you or you don't have the people that you love around you like we've had for the past four years in uni you know Mm -hmm. um so I think that was something that was needed but it was also something that made me realize and maybe it's easier to say now that I'm out of that environment because I know that I'm somebody that the environment that I'm in affects me I don't know if that's everyone that's a thousand percent everyone I mean, nature is scientifically shown to make you feel good. They always say you are the five people you're closest to. So yeah. environment is everything, I think. Or it's a big part of, of how people feel. Even they say in marriages, in marriages, it's the husband and the wife's job to keep each other feeling good and safe and secure because they one might go on a complete downward spiral of lack of confidence and lack of whatever. It's actually... I actually, this is a famous couple, by the way, the husband said it. I don't know if it's like Angelina Jolie and whoever she was with, but it was one of these kind of big actors. They had said, it was the husband actually that said it. He was like, I noticed that when I had, when I treat my wife 
badly, the person that she is, it like withers in front of them. Like she's less confident, she's less this, which I guess goes to show like your environment and your reaction to it is gonna change. It has the power to even change your personality in a sense of the way that you are in that moment. I mean, I think it doesn't truly change your personality, but it highlights the best parts of you. Yeah, and it can bring out the worst. Yeah. Like, even when we live together, honestly, I think the way that you are um, complements my personality and brings out the best parts of and me likewise. in the best way. So, like, likewise. me, like, I've always loved speaking to a camera. I've loved, uh, like, speaking into a microphone, but very privately, you know? And then we said, hello, YouTube. Yeah, we said, hello, YouTube. <laughs> hello, uni a recording studio for, like, uni radio or whatever. But- no, wait, can we just tell them the story? On one of the first times that we hung out, we went to Nords and we did a whole photo shoot. I was like, yeah. this is my kind of girl. <laughs> we are gonna be friends. Literally. <laughs> this camera that I still have to today, till today, um, my friends in school bought it for me right before I got into uni this oh my god no this was your this was your friend's present to you yeah I never knew this. this canon That's camera so that nice. i'm recording on right now hi youtube people this specific camera um this is the camera that my friends gave me on my 18th That's birthday so sweet yeah they t- spoke to my mom and i think my mom paid like a portion of it and then my friends like Aww. gathered and they paid the rest of it and to me i'm like this is i mean till now i use this camera and it's been going strong inshallah yeah. but um because the friends that got me the camera knew that I was really into like speaking to myself (laughs) loved recording (laughs) videos stuff like that I felt like I was able to be vulnerable with them in that sense to like let them in to know kind of the sort of things I like doing um Mm -hmm. but if someone else saw that it would be like oh my god but yeah so when I first went to uni I made a promise to myself that I would try not to be vulnerable that wasn't the narrative in my mind but in hindsight it was that I wanted to really kind of express my truest self without this shame and fear so when I met you guys and the girl group that we met in first year I was like Khalas, I love taking photo shoots um Misba and I would always so Misba my friend from school would always yeah. have little photo shoots I really enjoy that like Khalas, let's have a photo shoot like let me and I showed you guys my YouTube, I think, like, three yeah. months in. And I was, like, exposed. I remember the story about this where you're, like, do I, don't I? <laughs> yeah, what's up? And then I saw Aisha. I, I've told this before in the podcast. I saw that you would share y- your YouTube videos free on Facebook. Hey, guys, watch my recent YouTube video. Like, you would just write it on your status and post it on your Facebook so openly. I'd be, like, <laughs> she really doesn't care. <laughs> she genuinely doesn't care what people think. There have been, like youtube videos or whatever or covers or even pictures sometimes where i'm like oh my god like i don't initially like the way that i look in that or i don't like whatever or i've noticed that thing about myself that i really don't like but i'll like make myself post it because it's it's like a okay you can't you like you have to make a choice to not care even though the the seed of thought in you which wants to care and that does care you have like it's almost that rationalization where you're like it's completely insignificant and doesn't matter post it do you know what i mean yeah it's an acknowledgement of people are going to see this but let them see it and so what do you know what i mean exactly i'm not gonna live my life based on the fear of what people are gonna think 
And I think that's yeah. what allows me to overcome this like fear of being vulnerable. Like even when uh, recently, mm. like a few people from work followed us on our podcast account, I pretended like I didn't see it. It, it made me gulp initially. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> swallow gulp. Um, and then I was like, Halas, whatever. Like I'm, I'm doing what I'm like, what I like. They probably don't care yeah. that much. Um, me trying to think, what are they thinking? Blah, blah, blah. Like, professional at work, keza, keza, whatever. Like, I'm not doing anything mm-hmm. wrong. We're just being ourselves. That's really what it is, right? Yeah. And, you know, as cliche as this sounds, like, honestly, Noor, we could literally, Allah ya ya Rab, we could literally die tomorrow. Like, literally. Tragedies happen to people. People lose their limbs young. People go blind. Allah ya ya Rab young like people people turn deaf like so many things there's so many possibilities even aside from death that can happen to a person that it's like oh my god like how how tragic actually tragic would it be if something like this happened and all the life where you had the access to all of these beautiful senses and beautiful ways to like do things that you enjoy you stopped yourself exactly like, that's disabling. You're disabling yourself. Yeah, literally. And don't they say that they they did this like um like psychology experiment where they where they asked people on their deathbeds what are their biggest regrets and it was I mean this is a cliche again but it's the things that they didn't do rather than the things that they did. So I think yeah. that's important for us to remember. Even if it it's not that much fear built around it for you. But in general, what are your vulnerabilities? What things make you feel that sense of that you're opening up is it singing is it your work um to be honest it's not singing because i truly believe that i'm a good singer so you don't so feel vulnerable it doesn't what if it's a I song that you to be honest singing and some people might think that like it's literally it's the most cocky com- like no if you thing. think you're a good but singer i, I mean, actually you are think, a good singer but like i actually really believe in myself when it comes to singing because I feel like it's been the one constant thing that I've been good at since I was since I was yeah. young and the one thing that I've done all my life so I feel like that's why when it comes to performing and things like that I'm like somebody could tell me that I'm so bad and I don't care because I I don't believe them do you know what I mean like they're not gonna shake my view I think someone can feel vulnerable when they sing and still truly believe in themselves I think if they're singing about something so close to their heart then yeah. they feel vulnerable it doesn't mean i think for me like me asking you to feel vulnerable when you sing i know 100 percent how you how you view yourself with singing but i think it's more that like for example i can make a, i can make a piece of artwork and i love it but i still feel vulnerable because it says something so deeply about me my my vulnerability is poured into it fear doesn't have to be the thing surrounding vulnerability but it could be love it could be joy yeah but it's it's deep-rooted emotions I think for me, I think for example, songwriting, yeah, I was like say. putting, like putting your, it's your, your words. thoughts and your feelings and whatever, yeah, out there. I feel like that's something that would make me like. I have so many songs that I've written that, like, are just for me, or that I. Do you know what I mean? Like, because that's my thing, or that's what I like to do. Have you ever cried when singing? Um. Yeah, I have. What song? I have any song so that means you do feel vulnerable your emotions are pouring out it doesn't have to be fear tied around it 
Yeah, I guess. I guess, yeah, you're right. It was it was a vulnerable thing, even with me and myself, but I didn't see it as a negative thing. I saw it actually as a healing thing, as a way for you to feel your emotions. And I think vulnerability is healing. Oh my God, we're linking all the dots together. Yeah. That's the thing about vulnerability is that it's the birth of, that's what Brene Brown says, the birth of joy, creativity. But it didn't feel hard. I don't think it has to feel hard. I think initially vulnerability can be a hard thing, but then it turns into a beautiful thing. And maybe you're at the stage where it's such a beautiful thing that you're crying, but it's not hard. Yeah, I think because Alhamdulillah, I don't feel like vulnerability is a hard thing for me in general, really. Like there are things where definitely like I might feel like, oh, is this a bit too exposing or is this a bit whatever? But I think in general, that's when you are why when you asked me that question, I hesitated because I guess because of the conversation that we just had before about vulnerability being more linked to fear. I was thinking about it in terms of fear, but not in terms of fear. Yeah, I feel like there's moments where you're vulnerable with yourself in journaling, in songwriting, but it doesn't, it, like I say, it, that doesn't feel like it's, it feels like it's something that's actually needed. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, if there's something that's really like on my mind or that there's really something, usually they're the occasions when I'll actually make time to like journal or write a song or do whatever it is that I need to do mm-hmm. because that's what helps it. That's what helps me get it out of my system. So I, it's actually something that I like, I need and I have to make time for. Yeah, and I think it's so nice how you you have been journaling since you were younger. And I think that's a mm-hmm. form of you kind of allowing yourself to always be vulnerable with yourself. Mm-hmm. Basically exposing yeah. yourself to yourself. Yeah, but then I think, okay, let's talk about vulnerability in the sense of in the sense of issues between you and people that you're close to, okay? Mm-hmm. Like you feel like there's something that's bothering you in any type of relationship, by the way you feel like there's something that's really like bothering you and it's like niggling at your mind and you you maybe you're afraid to address it or maybe you're not like what's a relationship when it comes to vulnerability and communicating how you feel with the people that are closest to you I think confrontation and vulnerability in that sense of the situation that you're talking about can come hand in hand but I think there's a difference between them so I think confrontation with the people that I truly care about I think I can be very confrontational with general in general with um with things in general I don't think I'm the most confrontational person because I don't feel the need to if it's something that is truly hurting me I think that I would speak to that person um would you feel vulnerable would you feel exposed in any way or would you would you find it quite easy to be vulnerable in that situation do you think? I don't think I feel exposed. It depends what thing bothered me. If, let's say, if it's something that I think objectively can be seen as a stupid thing to get upset about, then maybe I would feel exposed because I feel like objectively I know that, and I think I'm someone that's very aware of subjectivity of how I see things, but then objectivity of the logical way that these things appear and because i'm very aware of Mm -hmm. both subjectivity and objectivity sometimes that maybe um is a barrier to my vulnerability because i can see that in 
in hindsight, this is very stupid. So I can feel exposed in that mm-hmm. sense. But for the most part, I think I think if it's someone I really care about and someone I really love, like with you, whenever we'd get into maybe like little disagreements or like arguments, I guess, <laughs> I think I would find it quite easy to speak yeah. to you about it and like be quite vulnerable for you. It, it's not enjoyable, but I think it has to be done for the relationship <laughs> to get stronger and for us to make sure that yeah. there's like no elephant in the room or no like little hinders there yeah but I think because of the way we do it and the way that we communicate and I feel like we find it easy alhamdulillah to like be open with each other um that I wouldn't even call them arguments because they're all productive do you know what I mean like I would do you know when people say argument it's almost like a screaming match or people like are being bitter or not nice towards each other that's a fight I think people need to that's a fight yeah like distinguish between an argument which is basically a disagreement like we're arguing on opinions but we're doing it very productively when people are afraid to have that vulnerability with somebody they they hold on to like bitterness or what they like think the other person meant and the other person never gets to like explain what they actually meant and it just comes into this whole mess when people don't want to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. the it creates almost more problems when if you feel safe with the person that you're speaking to, I feel like it allows you to be able to open up and be like, okay, look, this is bothering me and this is bothering me. Even if it's stupid, even if you know that it's like a stupid thing, you just want to get it off your chest. Yeah. Do you know, I want to say, this is just a connection I made now, but I feel like my favorite podcast is when we make connections live. But is (laughs) I feel like vulnerability is the in arguments in that sense or disagreements in that situation i think vulnerability is the opposite of ego one you know like that i have that literally in my notes yeah well i literally have ego and pride written in my notes yeah because because i know a lot of people when they get into arguments they don't want to apologize because their ego the ego is too big to be like it, it takes a lot of vulnerability sometimes, you know, very stupid example. But when I was younger, let's say I upset my mom and I have to go say sorry to her. Oh, my ego. I would stay outside of her room for like <laughs> 10 minutes practicing my script. Yeah. Mama and Asfa, mama, I'm sorry. Like practicing how I'm going to say it because especially as a 14 year old or teenager, or whatever, ego is quite high and pride is quite high. You want to say the last word. Yeah, in the 14 year old phase, everyone has a huge ego. The problem is a lot of people don't grow out of the 14-year-old phase. They don't want to apologize. They don't want to objectively look at situations and they don't want to be vulnerable because it basically makes them feel weak. Yeah, 1,000%. And I think think that is a sign maybe that they, they in themselves, they feel like they feel too exposed or it's pride and they feel like they don't want another person to have an upper hand where I because in their mind it works that if they apologize first the other person won when I feel like that's it's so damaging look the people that are closest to you are the people that you feel safest with right and I think in a situation where say you're trying to say you're trying to salvage any type of relationship or just trying to salvage an argument or a disagreement or whatever it may be I think if you're faced with somebody who isn't willing to put away their ego and their pride, then I don't feel like they care enough about you in the first place to make this a yeah. nice, smooth sailing relationship. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that would be such a red flag. Their ego and their pride is more important than you. If it's a very close relationship, 
and you're being vulnerable, you also need to feel like you're in a safe space for you to express all of these things that you want to express. You have to feel like that. The person needs to make that space yeah. for you. I think though to that and that little thought sometimes where vulnerability can make you think like, oh, it's a thought passing in your mind where you're almost like, do I want to expose myself in this way? I think it's almost that reminder of, I wouldn't want I'm going to say how I feel because this is how I feel and I care about this relationship and I think human connection and the love that you have with people is more important than anybody's feeling of whatever it is that they might have that I'm going to just say how I feel unfiltered for me if not for anything else and for the relationship so if the person then reacts badly or if the person then comes out and was to was to react in a way that shows ego or pride I don't feel less because of it. Maybe I just feel disappointed in them that they reacted that way. I think if I'm disagreeing with someone who has so much ego and pride, I feel like it really stomps on me. Like it it becomes really hard for me. And I think that's kind of maybe the difference between you and I is that in the situations when I'm speaking to just ego and pride rather than an open safe space, I can't be vulnerable. Yeah, it's too exposing. And, and sometimes I feel like it, it makes ego and pride rise in me Yeah. as a reflection. I try for it not to, but sometimes if that's what I'm speaking to, I could become defensive in that sense. Yeah. It's really hurtful to open yourself up like that um, and not be welcomed in. To be honest, I would be keen to go in and be like, look, this is how I feel. This is what, this is the reason that maybe we stop talking or the reason that we don't speak anymore. And I feel all of this. And I want to, I want to explain to you the steps that led us here, because Mm -hmm. I know that there's a human inside of you away from all of that pride. I know that when you're sitting in your bed alone at night, like that you can't truly, you can't truly be happy with all of this pride in you you can't truly be satisfied that this is the way that you are surely like I refuse almost to believe that that I feel like when you approach somebody in a human I think pride makes you an angry person it definitely makes you an angry person but I think when those people that have a lot of pride are approached by somebody who is so willing to be like this just the human just the human element like this is how I feel being vulnerable with them I like to think, I don't know if this is almost wishful thinking, but I would like to think that it would help them see that, wait a second, I don't need to be so prideful. I don't need to have all this pride. Like somebody's coming and opening up to me with how they feel. So I feel maybe like I can do the same in a sense. Mm -hmm. And I think think you're right. I I don't think that's always the case, but I, I have experienced times where I've been the person to take initiative to be vulnerable to maybe someone with pride and ego if it really matters to me um and it has softened them up yeah and it kind of breaks down the ego and pride I just imagine ego and pride as these big monsters inside and I feel like it kind of giving like attacking it with vulnerability breaks it down and allows the human inside of them to it's not that they're not human before but around it allows them to be vulnerable as well so I think your approach really works but I think it's almost on the vibe of killing with kindness like it's the same kind of thing I think when people 
when people are approached like people you hear all the time like these trolls on the internet these whoever it may be like when they're approached with kindness like it almost shocks them for a second that wait a second like somebody's being nice to me do you know what I mean yeah like what is this there comes a point where you then have to you have to receive instead of being the one to give because that's a natural human it's a natural human thing like and to be the one to give all the time can be really hard like people you can't keep giving and giving it drains and giving. you 100 so i feel like there comes a point where if you feel safe with this person if you trust that um if you trust that you're able to communicate everything that it is that you want to communicate and you feel like this relationship is is worth um is worth squashing this issue then I feel like go do it because I feel like at the end of the day I'm the type of person at least that would only regret letting pride or ego ever get in the way of something like that you know but like I say I think that comes with an extent because otherwise you you can only face um a lack of that from the other side so many times before khalas that's it like now now that person needs to approach you with that same energy for you to ever take the next steps. Do you know what I mean? I think there's definitely a time and place for vulnerability. Not even just in relationships and arguments. I think that for sure, like I feel like there's only so much you can be vulnerable with someone without receiving the same energy. But I also think even being vulnerable um, with Masalan talking about my passions, I feel like there is a time and place for that. Like I, I it, it's that... It's, it's the same concept of being received with a safe space. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm not received with that safe space, then I can't be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I can maybe be vulnerable with myself, but not with others and not with people. And that might hinder potential connections, but so be it if I'm not approached with the same attitude. Like I've even found this in times when, let's say I was meeting new people and I felt like their energy wasn't matching mine mm-hmm. in the sense of, that openness and friendliness I can't be vulnerable with you then maybe vulnerability in that sense isn't deep but it's just me exposing a bit of myself to you so that we can build a connection or a friendship or a work relationship or whatever it is it's a give and take in my placement year um like the year that I worked in uni I felt like sometimes with certain co-workers it was really hard for us to build a connection because even though I tried to take initiative to provide a work type of vulnerability, which is not that deep type of vulnerability, just a general human connection. You're putting yourself out there. Yeah, basically putting myself out there. They're not providing me the space. Then no, khalas, the time and space, the time and place for vulnerability is not in that specific situation. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. I agree. But it does feel quite hindering. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there is a lack of self-respect or self-worth that somebody who continues to be vulnerable might have if they're able to keep putting themselves in situations where they keep getting shut down do you think that is at all linked with a lack of self-worth or self-respect i'm thinking about this because i'm thinking of specific situations i think sometimes yeah it's a lack of self-respect but it's because you're so into your emotions that logic is almost shut off Mm -hmm. you know let's say for example a relationship ends Mm -hmm. and you continue to pursue that relationship whether it be a friendship 
a work relationship, a romantic relationship, you know that the other end of that relationship is completely put off from you. They don't want anything to do with you. They don't want to be with you. They don't want to work with you. They don't want to be your friend. If you continue to put yourself out there to that person, you continue to express your love, your emotions, your eagerness to work with them. Um, I think, yeah, I think a lack of self-respect is... Is that is there yeah. because... because I understand the eagerness and the passion that is tied with that vulnerability, but I think at some point your logic then needs to come in and be like, you are putting your energy and you're pouring into your energy into something that is not being returned back mm-hmm. to you. And that's just the end of that relationship. And you need to put your vulnerability elsewhere in somewhere that like that is going to respect it and yeah. like give it its worthiness. Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. And I think as well, not only that, but I think that's where there's a fine line and there's a balance because some people can go into that mode straight away and have that aspect of pride and fear where they're like, no, they need to come to me or I need to, Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? It comes in, I think maybe when it comes in quickly, that's before any type of issue can be solved or any type of um, relationship can be formed if it's in the workplace. Um, I uh, I think that's when it's, pride and ego but I think what you're saying when it comes to self-respect is something that if people feel safe enough in whatever kind of space or relationship that is to go out and try and make this work and if it's something that they care about I truly believe that they should try try once try twice um but but then after that, yeah after that that's it you can't keep trying. yeah you have to you have to then have a level of self-respect and that's not pride or ego that's valuing yourself and realizing that you're not going to put yourself in spaces where you're not welcomed because you deserve more than that I do want to say um for example with this podcast you know we reach out to guests sometimes to ask them to uh, come on the, the rejections guys that we faced yeah. oh my god Oh my god. And the scene messages. <laughs> the scene messages. Don't even get me started. But I, I, I'm immune to them. I have a scene vaccine in me. I'm immune. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for the last scene. I can't lie. I didn't even want to look at that one. Sometimes ignorance is bliss. Like I tell you, when, when someone I know follows our culture mocktail page, I pretend like I didn't see it because ignorance is bliss at some points. But... I think with those situations, like putting yourself out there, even like sometimes reaching out to someone uh, to work with them or write a piece for them or whatever your your creative field is or your field is, um, I think that takes a level of vulnerability, right? And maybe let's say you've you've wrote an email, you followed up twice. It takes a bit of vulnerability to follow up, to be honest, on an email after you've not gotten a reply or on a DM after you've not gotten a reply. I think that's the same situation, like like just to give an example with culture mocktail it's fought that way sometimes where it was like us we can't run after this person they're clearly not interested we can reach out once twice that's the limit and i think our limit is two times we respect what do you think our limit is i think the limit is two times i think it's two times after two times yeah after two times that's it maybe that applies to work it applies to everything yeah it it really does i think vulnerability on different levels is 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 it's it's part of human connection like we said whatever that form of connection may be it's very important to form a connection um and even when we have guests on it's like we want to create a safe space for vulnerability to be had like to be 
expressed Mm -hmm. exactly and I feel like that's why when it comes to your personal life and your closest circle those like two however many people that you feel like you can truly be vulnerable with and they know the intricacies of you I think that's why then they're even more special because I think that that comes with two people who both view this space as a safe space and both feel safe with each other and to your point about when you were saying um there can be vulnerability in those situations I remember that I wanted to say this when you're able to view a situation as both both subjectively and objectively I think that no matter how stupid you might think your view is and how exposed you might feel to say that I think the people who are truly gonna who truly care for you and who truly want you to feel 100% comfortable in your relationship with them any form I think they are never going to be the ones to make you feel stupid for feeling that you know like I think I think people because we all know like we're human like we feel things that maybe we feel like a maybe they're less rational or maybe they're less whatever but we feel them and if we don't express them then we're only going to bottle it up and it's only going to be worse you know what I mean that I feel like those people that truly make that safe space for you and that truly care for you and that truly care for the relationship that you've built um I think nothing is stupid yeah you know and they should make you feel like nothing is stupid I just wanted to ask do you think vulnerability is something that you've learned or you or something that is it nature or nurture like being able to be vulnerable I think definitely a huge element of it like when you read more about it when you grow up when you're faced with situations you learn to either be more vulnerable less vulnerable adapt yourself to situations in order to survive better I guess and exist in this world Um, more peacefully just Mm -hmm. as an example with me when I think of myself as a kid the only way that I was able as a child to fully express myself and my vulnerability is within my own space whether that be doing art drawing playing dancing to myself speaking to my camera on my photo booth I just felt like I was only able to express my vulnerability in my own space when an external person would come into that space all these things would be shut off. And a lot of people would call me like, oh, you're so strong, like people in my family, like you know how to handle any situation. You don't feel, um, you don't let your emotions get in the way of things or whatever. But um, but they did. Mm-hmm. I was just really good at hiding them. And I think the reason that I mm-hmm. was really good at hiding them is because I felt quite misunderstood a lot of the times because especially as a child, I was more introverted than I am now. So... I felt like no one understood me. I felt like I was in my little world, my little bubble. And this misunderstandment, this like basically feeling misunderstood made me feel less vulnerable. But for you, how do you feel like you've grown into being quite comfortable and happy with being vulnerable and it being quite a positive thing for you rather than a negative, fearful thing? I think I was always naturally expressive and naturally comfortable to be vulnerable just with myself, whether it be journaling or not. Um, But I wasn't always a good communicator, I don't think. Um, I think I I learned how to be a better communicator with age. Very naturally. Yeah, which allowed me to better communicate the things that I felt whatever kind of way about as I was older. 
which I probably wouldn't have been able to express when I was young. But I never, I was always very in touch with my emotions, I feel. That when it comes to relationships, all types of relationships, I used to be the kind of person that would have more pride and more ego, for sure. I definitely had more pride and ego, especially as a teenager. Probably, honestly, until I was about um, 18. Mm -hmm. Like, I would still have that element of pride, like, okay, you don't wanna speak? Okay, cool. But I realized that that's because I didn't truly care about those mm -hmm. friendships. Like, I cared about, I, I cared about them like the way that you would care about a person, like, you know, but not like I really, really cared about these relationships. When it came to uni and meeting you guys, I feel like you were people that I genuinely felt like, like I really loved, you know, like, and we lived together, we, we spent so much time together that I think kind of changed that because these were now relationships that I cared about having in my life, yeah. you know, um, and that I wouldn't want to, I remember there were, there were two actually big instances where I realized, wait a second, I didn't want to have an argument and make this person feel bad, like I want to, apologize I feel like I'm someone who's quite okay with apology mm -hmm. don't feel like pride or ego towards it if I feel like I'm in the wrong I'll apologize and it's one when I was about 14 um with my mum I remember having an argument being like sassy or whatever and then go like thinking in my room I was like wait I don't want to have made my mum feel like that and since then like that was it like I never I never like responded like snarkily or sassily or whatever maybe like once or twice but very 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 like and then limited, always keeping you know? yourself in check to make sure you don't make her feel that way you know i think that takes a high level of emotional intelligence i think i think the majority of people on this planet don't think like that i don't think i think the majority of people aren't considerate i feel like maybe it's because then they don't care enough about whoever it is that's on the receiving end i feel like you need to i feel like if you truly care about who's on the receiving end that's when you'll change your actions like and then the second one Nord, was us so in second year when we argued like that's 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 one time we actually argued that was not a productive argument we were literally like yeah. <laughs> shouting in the car yeah <laughs> that um that after that <laughs> oh my god after I, that i, I feel like you unlocked a memory <laughs> i forgot about this that time is another time i remember thinking wait a second like that i really care about this person and that didn't make me feel good i didn't communicate how i felt at all in the right way so i feel like that was a lesson both with communication and with um and with vulnerability because I learned to communicate in uni through these things where I feel like I, it's for the relationship, the relationships that you have, you know, where you realize, in my experience anyway, you realize the importance of communication because of how much I value the people that I love so much, right? Yeah. They're almost catalysts to be like, okay, I need to communicate exactly what it is I mean with no like, emotions that I'm that are in the mix because I'm not just saying how I feel do you know what I mean yeah but also Noor I think even it's funny because you're telling me that when we live together maybe it made you more able to ex express your emotions but I think on the other end on my part living and being so close with you had made me so much more understanding yeah. I think before I would have been quite happy to just cross my arms and be like, no, 
they did this, 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 obviously because of this, 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 and that's it. Like I would jump to my own conclusion and I would be quite happy about that and that's fine, whatever, that's it. But I think you really helped me understand that like there are there are so many other reasons why somebody might do or say or whatever something than just the conclusions that you come to in your own mind and that like, almost teenage attitude you know which a lot of people sometimes have like even in their adulthood so I think all of these things combined are things that would have made me feel okay to be vulnerable but also because I feel like vulnerability is a strength and it is an important thing in the relationships where you feel safe and where you're met with an energy that's willing to like listen to you um to to have that, you know? And I feel like it's something that people should do, like we said before, once, twice, if they're not met with that again, that's yeah. it, the other person can then make that same effort if anything's gonna change, you know? Yeah, but you know, Aisha, even in that situation of us um, like yelling in the car, shouting in the car, if one of us, I think it would have been very difficult. This was so long ago, but I think it would have been very difficult if one of us- Can we give them context? We were literally yeah. 18 and 19. <laughs> And now we're now 23, we're, 24. Or 19, yeah, and 20. now we're 23, 24. And I think it was our first disagreement ever. Yeah, it was. But, um, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, in that space, I think it's very difficult to be vulnerable. If there's shouting, if there's yelling, I, neither I or yeah. neither you or I can suddenly just yeah. be vulnerable because the space isn't created. Like, I can't suddenly just be like, this is why this made me feel this way. It's just defense mechanism because if someone's yeah. coming at you shouting, you're going to shout back. Like, that's that's usually what happens. And actually, this is quite common in marriages, in whatever. It's quite common in a lot of things. And I guess sometimes some people, the way they argue is have a really heated argument. But the problem with heat is that it can cause disrespect, I think, a lot of times. Mm-hmm. But I think... I think we learned, even I remember that night, I think we spoke and then we spoke about it a time after. Literally straight away, we went into our room and then we spoke I came to your room. Like we went into our room for like five minutes. You did, you did. Do you know, I felt- And then I went and felt so bad. Do you know? (laughs) I bought all the vegan sweets. (laughs) That's crazy. But yeah, no, sorry, you were saying. Yeah, I was just wanting to say the point of this like heat. It's very hard to be vulnerable in that heat. And I think when that heated argument becomes habit in that relationship, whatever relationship it can be Mm-mm. it almost becomes kind of like the default learnt behavior of how you argue with that person and that's when it can turn toxic yeah. because very easily it, let's say if yeah. this situation of us yelling at each other in the car could have gone both ways this could have been the way that we always disagreed it <laughs> it easily could have you know even if we're good people at heart even if yeah. we're understanding people at heart it could have created a very toxic environment down the line but I think that would have meant that we didn't properly care about each other and didn't know how to communicate because we wouldn't have made the effort to communicate. I think you need to make, if you truly, 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 truly care, you're gonna you're gonna put those things aside and you're gonna have that conversation. You know, I don't think person. so, Aisha. I think a lot of people can truly care about each other. They just don't know how to communicate. I think people can care about each other. I think they can care about each other, but do you think they care enough if they're not making the effort to learn how to better communicate with this person? 
I don't think that's enough. I think maybe they don't know how to make the effort. They they feel very in a space of defense mechanism of like that person is just assuming the worst of me. Because it's like you're met with that. So you... So you kind of bounce that energy back. Yeah. And I think that's really like the start of toxic relationships. But, um, Life lessons with Nora and Aisha. That's why that vulnerability is mm-hmm. a bridge. And that's why it can give you so much. Like it can, it can open up the doors for such an amazing relationship between two people. But it can completely, if you're not willing to do that and you're not willing to put pride, ego, whatever it is aside, then you're blocking your own blessing. Which is in correlation with what Brene Brown says about it being the birth to all of those positive emotions so thank you so much for watching we hope you guys enjoyed this episode make sure to subscribe because we've just started this youtube channel subscribe right now it's it's very easy mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. click all you have to do is press the button and join us on instagram and tiktok where we continue the conversation mm-hmm. we are at culture mocktail so make sure you head on over and we will continue the conversation with you over there Embrace your mocktail and keep flourishing.